today's episode is a first for Radically Personal. I'm joined by not one, but two amazing leaders, Hernan Geraldo and Nari Sitaraman from Bark. Hernan has a really interesting title. He's the servant of pups and people, which of course we'll dig into, and how all of that connects to Bark's philosophy of no dog left behind. Bark uh, really empowers, uh, you know, our our happy team, which which again is our customer experience team, to to really serve to the uniqueness of each dog parent and, and each dog. As the CTO of Bark, Nari walks us through how he and Hernan's teams work together to ensure that their technology provides the best customer, or in their case, the best pet parent experience. Everyone chips in to figure out how do we solve the problems for our customers, and. Uh, when we think about any solution, whether it's AI or even like regular solutions, we partner closely across different teams, whether it's Hernan's team, whether it's supply chain and ops, to see like what the outcome needs to be and what might be the best way to do it. And we discuss how the company's focus on both proactive and empathetic conversations drive their amazing loyalty. We put a great deal of effort in making sure that we're communicating pretty proactively with our customer if, if there is a hiccup in their experience, um, be it through uh, a shipping hiccup or product hiccup, right? And, and I think uh, nurturing that relationship and that trust goes a long way with your customer. This is Radically Personal. Welcome, Hernan and Nari, to Radically Personal. I'm so excited to have you both here. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks, Joseph. Excited to be here. Thank you, Joseph, for having us. Uh, super excited to be here. Yeah, I, 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 uh, um, I'm really excited to have this conversation. First of all, uh, just so, so for our listeners, you know, Nari is the Chief Technology Officer of BarkBox, uh, and uh, Nari and I have known each other now for a few years. He was actually uh, the CTO over at uh, Crate and Barrel before this, and really excited to be working together again. And Hernan, this is our first time working together. And I think the thing I'm most excited about is you have the best title of anyone <laughs> I've ever seen. Hernan is the servant of the pups and the people. And I That's think that right. is such a, such a great title. Well, why don't we start? Maybe, maybe uh, Hernan, you can tell us a little bit about the BarkBox story. Absolutely. Uh, so Bark was founded about 12 years ago by... Uh, Matt Meeker, Carly Strife, and Henrik Verdelin, um on this notion that at the time, uh, Matt had a little puppy Great Dane named Hugo, which he could not find the right toys or treats for Hugo living in, in, in New York City. And that inspired those three to, to create a, a company, which is mission is to make all dogs happy. And that's who we are, Bark. Um, you know, we're, we're primarily known for a product called BarkBox. That's what kind of took us to market. But since then, we've launched uh, many other product lines, again, centered at, at helping dog parents and making dogs happy. That's, that's great. You know, what do they say? The, that uh, uh, necessity is the mother of all invention, right? If you can't figure out a way to keep your dog happy, let's start a company around it. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, you, uh, you know, in, in, our, in our prep discussions, we were talking a bunch about um, various things. But one of the things that struck me the most was this mantra, no dog left behind. And maybe y'all can describe like, what does that mean? What is that about? Um, what are some good stories about how that comes to life at Bark? Yeah, I love that. I love that. Uh, I love that tell a story. So, you know, the, the ethos, if you will, of no dogs left behind, um, 
was essentially centered around us finding a way to to give our team some some direction in taking extreme ownership and accountability of of each experience and how they and how we serve dog parents and the pups that that we love. Um, and I think the story that you're referring to is one around a a a um, a, a customer. Pig. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, Sorry. A, a customer that 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 not only not only had pups but also had a a pot belly pig, uh-huh. and they had a, understandably great sensitivity around treats um, arriving with with pork products, and it was a it was a very unique ask, but we completely understood. Um, and so we took it upon ourselves to start packing this customer's box on a monthly basis in our own customer support offices, because at the time, our fulfillment center just wasn't set up right. for that mostly, for that type of experience. Dog, dogs, not not puppies, not, <laughs> not, right. not pigs. <laughs> That's right. So it's actually not no dogs left behind. It's like no dogs or pigs left behind. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. But uh, it, it's a great example where again, Bark uh, really empowers uh, you know our our happy team, which which again is our customer experience team, to to really serve to the uniqueness of each dog parent and in each dog. I, and I think one of the things that I in our conversations I've noticed is actually your intentionality about how you name things, right? So I you know I started with your title Hernan. Uh, and and no, it doesn't mean your title is not great too. I mean, being CTO is also very, 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 very specific. But you know, service service of the pup, uh, servant of the pups is such a great title. And you know, they're not. You, you don't refer to um, people as dog owners. You refer to them as dog parents. You refer to your team as uh, you know the happy team. Um, you know, one of the things that we talk about a lot of gladly is we don't really like the word agent you know, customer service agent, like we call them heroes. Absolutely. Um, Love that. Love that. Yeah. yeah. So, so how did, when you think about your intentionality, when you think about this concept of no dogs left behind, um, there's very intentional things, not only to the culture, but also you think about that process. So, you know, um, uh, so so maybe sort of walk through the intentionality of your engagement with customers and dog parents and how you, how you think about that whole life cycle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think important to note, um, first and foremost, when we hire, we're hiring only dog lovers and we make mm-hmm. a point to try to screen for that. Obviously, we're looking for someone that could multitask and, and be a problem solver and have high EQ, right, to be able to have compassion, and empathy. But that, that's that's the key. That's part of the secret sauce is, is, is hiring dog lovers that could relate to a, a fellow dog lover, a dog parent that we serve. So first and foremost, important to note that. Secondly, we're we're really we really try to we really try to be in tuned with where this dog parent is in their journey, right? Are is this their 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 fourth dog, right? And which we, we have we have uh, customers that that have four or five dogs in their pack, or or is it a first time dog parent, you know, picking up their 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 puppy at a, at a at a foster, right? right or rescuing it. Um, so that's really important to understand. And so we've we've tried to find throughout that journey these these uh, if you will uh, opportunities to connect with these customers, understand where they're at, but also where their dog is at. Um, so one example of that we have this welcome chat experience that as soon as you enroll in a subscription, we will seek out and try to connect with you just to make sure again that we have all the details that are uh, that are are 
are pertinent to making sure that we're delivering the best experience for you and your pup from from month one, right? Specifically, if we're talking about right your bark box or your super chewer box, um, and it's we, the, the stats that we've seen there have, have been remarkable. Our customer satisfaction scores on that experience weekly ninety eight plus some percent uh, modification rates. Right as we as we connect as a as again fellow dog lovers, understanding where this uh, dog parent is modifying around 30 to 40% of, of the initial, right, subscription of, of what they enrolled in after, right, we're getting information from them and guiding them through what ideal experience might be for them. So this is basically, I sign up for the subscription, I get this, I start this initial chat, and you're, you're really start, you're, you're trying to know and understand who people are. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so it is about that you know, for us, you know, we talk about this idea of making service radically personal, right? You are really focused on how do you engage? How do you know who they are? And you're, and you're sort of bringing that relationship to life day one, moment one, actually second one. Exactly. Um, Nari, when you think about technology, how do you think about marrying this, right? Because you have such a strong ethos around that personal engagement, no dog left behind, thinking through all the touch points. Oftentimes, you know, people will say, well, you know, if you apply technology to this, it's going to make it impersonal, but you're actually figuring out how to leverage technology to make it even more personal to do this at scale. How do you marry those two things together? Oh, that's where like the partnership between Hernan's team and uh, my team actually shine. Like uh, the folks, as Hernan mentioned, we index on folks who understand dogs really well on both sides. And what we do, I'll give an example of something that we have done which is like uh, when you indicate what kind of breed that uh, your dog is, we try to then marry it up to the right happy ambassador who has the same breed. So that's a way of like leveraging technology to see like who would be the right person who can connect with the customer to offer the best level of service. So, and I think that was one of the things I thought was most interesting when we started working together was this idea of saying, hey, you're spending all this energy and effort to hire people that are dog lovers and dog parents themselves to be part of the happiness team. You know, great example, you know, of leveraging technology, leveraging things like people match and gladly to say, Hey, these dog parents, we know they have a, a lab. So we're going to understand who our team, hundreds of people who of that team who has a lab and trying to connect them together is such a great example of actually how you do that at scale. Um, and it's always been, I think, a great example of how you can deliver personalized service at scale, right? And I think that that's a lot of the key to it. Is there, is there an interesting example of in that journey, sort of going back to this, the, the idea of no pups, uh, no dogs left behind, um, you know, there's times where, you know, things go great, right? So that welcome experience is fantastic. You have high engagement, incredible NPS. But how do you think about when stuff goes sideways, right? Because, you know, I always tell people working with Gladly, there's two things I can promise. Number one, something will go wrong. <laughs> and if any, tech com if any tech company ever says that, oh, nothing ever goes wrong, you know, they're totally lying. You should kick them out of your room, <laughs> office, or, you know, end the Zoom meeting like right there. But, yeah. like, but, you know, stuff goes wrong. And like how you respond, I think, is like is like the most important thing. So like it gladly, 
we try really, really hard to, you know, just be incredibly responsive and to be there when stuff goes wrong, we own it, we communicate. How do you think about that? Um, right. Cause it's always easy to talk about when stuff goes right, but how yeah. do you think about the sideways situation? Love that question. I would say that we put a, a great deal of effort in making sure that we're communicating pretty proactively with our customer. If, if there is a hiccup in their experience, um, be it through uh, a shipping hiccup or a product hiccup, right? And, and I think uh, nurturing that relationship and that trust goes a long way with your customer. Um, uh, I'll, I'll give you an example of that it's it's pretty common uh, th- that you know when a when a brand serves you, be it a retailer or a restaurant, they're they're reaching out for feedback. It's pretty uncommon that you hear it back if you gave favorable or unfavorable feedback, right? Um, we we make a point uh, to comb through all the net promoter score survey feedback, product survey feedback, wherever there's an, an actionable opportunity to improve an experience, we reach out to those customers and, and make it right. Same goes with if you have an interaction with our team that you rate unfavorably in our customer satisfaction survey, we will make a point to reach out to you and try to, to understand where, where we could have handled that differently and, and turn that around. So um, I'd say there, there's many touch points that we're looking for, right? Actively seeking to, to to turn a, um, a learning experience and into a better experience for you as a customer. But, uh, I'd say, yeah, it's, it's, uh, really remarkable that again, Bark Bark puts the investment in this, you know, oftentimes you'll, you'll ask 10 CEOs, do you want to give great experiences? But th- how that translates really, really varies. <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, a, a, you know, a big, big shout out to, to, um, our founders that from day one, they, they, they saw this as a, potential differentiator for us as a, as a brand. So yeah, what it's worth. I, I always say uh, that. Uh, hey, Joseph, oh, go ahead. No, uh, yeah, please. No, go ahead, jump right in. <laughs> uh, I was going to say like, uh, uh, in addition to what Hernan said, like I have to actually say that uh, Bach wouldn't be where it is today without the happy team, Hernan and Hernan's leadership. Because like, as we have grown, like uh, to Hernan's point, they have been the backstop at listening to customers, understanding what they want fixing issues for us, like uh, which has helped us learn from our customers and provide a much better experience over time. And, and I think that's the thing that is, is oh, go ahead, sorry. I'm going to say too, too kind, Ari, too kind. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little love fest going on on this podcast this morning. I love it. Uh, you know, the thing, the thing that I think is really important is that you understand that service today is truly a differentiator. And I think that, um, and, and it's, and I, I'm going to, I'm going to put some words here and you can disagree with me if, if I'm, if, if I, if I don't hit the mark on this. And I think the reason is because especially in your business, which is a subscription, loyalty and retention are the key drivers of success, right? And so service is at that forefront of driving that loyalty and engagement. And, and, you know, for a business that's a digital business, the only people that your dog parents speak to, engage with, is the happiness team, right? So they are not just the, hey, back office issue resolution team. They are, like, to your point, like, that's why I love the fact you call them the happiness team. Like, it's like, they're a happy team. They're, they're, their goal is to create that loyalty and engagement and that emotional connection, uh, which is... Which, which I think is the future of how everyone needs to think about service. And you guys are like, obviously, <laughs> really far down that journey already, which is awesome. That's very kind. And, and, I, and I will say, I, 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 I agree with what you said. 
the way we translate that to our team that are happy ambassadors is back to our mission, which is a very simple, right? And, and easy to digest. And, and I think a lot of brands can hopefully take note at this, right? Not overcomplicating things. Our mission is to make all dogs happy, right? And, and if, we're, if we're giving that guidance to our ambassadors, we're not saying, hey, our job is to uh, keep customers for at least 12 months in their subscription, right? We're, we're saying, <laughs> let's, let's, let's truly figure this out. How, how can we understand what are the needs of this pup? What are the needs of this dog parent? And, and what is that path, right? Be it a, a different assortment, a different style of, 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 of play, uh, allergy restrictions, right? We're, we're going to do whatever we can to figure out and support the team in, in making sure that they have the right technologies for that. And one of the challenges, it's often easy to do that when the team is small, right? When you're like all sitting around, you know, in the small office, sitting around the table, it's easy to do the special packaging of the box for someone that, um, you know, doesn't have a dog to have a pig. When you think about how to scale that, so much of it is about training and enablement and the culture of the team. Because what typically happens as companies, and you guys are hundreds of people, I mean, you're, you're, you're big. Um, what typically happens is that, oh, as you get bigger, people, they, they put in the process, you know, they like, <laughs> they're like, here, here's the way you, actually you need to do, you need to follow these 17 steps. And if you don't do that, you know, you're going to be fired or whatever. <laughs> how, how, how have you, one, you talked a little about recruiting for people that are dog lovers. How do you, how do you, how do you train and enable the team and how do you give, give them the right amount of uh independence so that as you scale this that that continues to happen like how, how do you do that because <laughs> that's hard <laughs> yeah no that's a it's a, an, an amazing uh question so yeah we've 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 gone through our our um you know our growing pains if you will right and and you use that example of us building boxes yeah, that started from like four customers and it grew to like 30 and we're like, oh goodness, we need help. Right. And, <laughs> and, 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 and quickly, and quickly, um, you know, different functional areas mobilize, you know, we had Nari's team that, that was present at a table. We had partners in our supply chain, our planning team. And, and, and just generally speaking, right. There's this culture that, that exists at Bark where everybody, which is, you know, as, as, as the service guy, quote unquote, it's really, it's really great for me to see that it's pretty, it's pretty easy to get that support, right? When, when it's all kind of in center to serving our customers, serving our, 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 our pups, right? The best we can. It, and that program, that tailored program went from five to 30 to 350,000 plus, which is amazing to see right? what, what you can accomplish when different functional areas are willing to work together. And, and Nari, when you think about it from a technology standpoint, um, and thinking about that scaling, right? You know, thinking about you know going from hundreds of thousands to millions. How, how do you think about retaining that core cultural value when you are trying to layer in? And we've had lots of conversations about this: AI, automation. Uh, how do you balance? You know, how, how do you how do you how do you get your team to understand? Right? Everyone thinks about okay, you know, the customer service team, like you know, they're the happy team, but like it's really a company thing. It's not just you know, Hernan, your team. It's actually a company value how do you think how does that how does that connect to recruiting tech talent and engaging them building the culture of the team how do you think about that sure like uh, so as hernan said the core mission in terms of making dogs happy 
is part of any interview that we conduct across the organization, not just in Harlan's team. How do we understand that empathetic nature? So like dog parents in general are very empathetic. And so that's what makes for a wonderful team culture at Park. And uh, as Harlan said, right, everyone chips in to figure out how do we solve the problems for our customers. And uh, when we think about any solution, whether it's AI or even like regular solutions, we partner closely across different teams, whether it's Hernan's team, whether it's supply chain and ops, to see like what the outcome needs to be and what might be the best way to do it. So even though like uh, AI can potentially like replace like humans in some context, we have been very deliberate in the choice of tools and how can it help assist our happy ambassadors because they are the front and center in terms of how our customers interact with us. So we have been always deliberate in the choice of tools and partner with like Hernan's team to deploy those so that we can learn from them and improve as well. Yeah, I like the the, the, the approach we think about here is, you know, how do you um, how do you deliver personalization and automation and marry the two together, right? Like I think yeah. that there's this big debate out there right now of like, hey, you know, GPT is going to replace every single person and AI and like, you know, there's a, it's amazing what it, it already does. We're actually shipping some stuff this week on top of GPT and, um, you know, helping to make the heroes more effective, more efficient with editing, writing, summaries, like absolutely. And the, with the goal of actually delivering a better experience. And I think that that's actually the key of marrying that happiness with technology uh, together and, you know, what I love about all our conversations is actually the blend of how you both are trying to do that. Like, I, I just think that that's your ability to unlock that is just going to unleash the next set of scale, I think, hmm. uh, for the future, which is, which I think is awesome. Is there, is there, um, uh, an example of, uh, something recently where someone on the team was like, Hey, we need to do something differently. And sort of drove change to deliver a better experience. And how do you, and how do you foster that? Like, how do you make that okay? Do, you know what I'm getting at? Like, you know, you've got, you know, tons and tons of people on your team, your big scale, you know, you, you, how do you, how do you, you know, what's something that's kind of evolved and come out of a happy team that's like, you know, changed the way the company works? Yeah, I, I think, uh, I smile as you ask that because I, I can think of a, a, a number of those examples. Um, one one program that we're really, really proud of is called the Pup Companion uh, Experience. Um, and it's essentially a grief support experience for uh, dog parents who've, who've, who've lost a pup. And essentially they're reaching out, right? Because they're saying, hey, I, I want to cancel my services because I, I lost my dog. Um, we, we we quickly found out that uh, a lot of our dog parents didn't have like an am, ample uh, support group, right, of people who can relate to that bond that they had with their pup. And so oftentimes we would see our team members, um, you know, sharing sharing that emotional load with that customer. Uh, and that gave us, right, the, the, the confidence to seek out someone to, to give us a bit more formal uh, grief support training. And we launched that program. And so today, that program has been around for at least seven years. We've we've served thousands of customers, not only Bark customers, but even you know we've even spoken to customers that um, just heard about it through a friend. Uh, so it's it's a key example where, based on team member feedback, we were able to 
again, put together an experience, um, collaboration with diff different functional areas and, and, you know, be there at probably one of the more, more critical times for a dog parent, right? right? Do that. Do that yeah, that's that. A, such a great example because it's probably not the thing you were thinking about when the early days of the company of like, <laughs> oh yeah, we're going to, we're going to be there when sadly someone, you know, yeah. someone's dog passes like, yeah. um, and so, so, so what happened? So you, you obviously were getting people calling or contacting yeah. you, chatting, emailing, whatever, saying, I want to cancel yeah. my subscription. Yeah. The team would ask why. And then they would say, well, my, you know, my dog passed. Yes. And, yes. and it, that's such an incredible moment of connection. Um, yes. Uh, yes. and, um, and to think about, okay, how do you actually, um, again, just sort of make it part of the core cultural values and approach for how you engage. I'm sure it have, obviously has tons of benefits because, you know, someone who's once a dog owner is probably and a dog parent, I should say, yeah. it, it, it wants to be a dog parent for life. And so that connection is just super powerful. Absolutely. Uh, and these, these conversations uh, between fellow dog lovers, as you can imagine, kind of reinforces the importance of us, how we hire and, and hiring someone that could genuinely relate to that, that, that emotional weight that a, that a dog parent's going through in that time. Uh, and, and oftentimes those conversations lead to, well, you, you know, I, I was, I was battling, I was battling with some health issues and, you know, seeing my, my dog happy during these times were, were kind of the, the bright light that you, you brought to my life during, during a very difficult chapter. Uh, so those are very, very unique and, and, uh, memorable experiences that, uh, that, that we're able to see, uh, as, uh, as a customer experience team. Um, and, and again, very, very grateful for, for our, for Bark and, and our founders for, for again, believing in those type of experiences, right? Cause it's, again, I'll say it again. You ask 10 CEOs if they want to give a great experience, the way that translates will vary <laughs> a great deal. Absolutely. And, and there's, a, there's another program you mentioned to me, the card art program as well, which also I think was another I just thought it was a super unique, again, way of creating that connection, whether it's in a moment of um, grieving or just a positive moment. Explain yeah. more about what that is. Yeah, of course. Uh, so the card art team is essentially, we, we you know, we're, we're based out of uh, Columbus, Ohio, and, and we also have a team in the Philippines. But we, here in Columbus, it started uh, where we were able to attract you know, accidentally some, some great, some great artists because we have a, 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 uh, an art school nearby and, uh, we'd see team members just kind of, you know, in, in between interactions, they would do art. And, and, uh, one thing that, you know, if, if you, if you know, a dog lover, they're, they're not shy about sharing pictures of their dogs. So it's, <laughs> it's common. It's so common to see our customers sending pictures of their dogs, how they interact with our toys. Um, you know, often share some really, you know, great anecdotes with that. But uh, we started sending out card art and we just, we were really surprised with all the buzz it would get online and, and we, we built a team around it. Um, and so, you know, we so, sent, so what, what is card art? So is it? Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the point. Yeah. So it's essentially, it's a, an artist creating a portrait of, of your dog, right? You share a picture with us randomly and we will surprise and delight you with with a portrait of your dog that could be, and it's different artists or so there's different styles. There's just not mm -hmm. one set style, but, um, it's essentially, uh, yeah, we're helping dog parents again, turn your dogs into a, a cartoon or if it's, if it's, you know, something a little more, um, heavy in nature, emotional, we'll, we'll you know, 
send a portrait instead of a cartoon. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, we, we have some pretty uh, talented artists that we're very lucky to have. It's great. It's just another way of making that human connection, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, that yeah. very emotional connection to people. That's awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was going to say, like, maybe you can also share about the moving concierge, which was another idea. Oh, yeah. And the happy thing. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's such a stressful moment. Like, uh, Yeah. You, you know, and again, I'll say this again. Uh, we're, we're very lucky that uh, Bark believes in investing in these in these experiences, in these these engagement differentiators. Um, so we have a program called Moving Concierge, where, as we all know, right, moving is probably a top ten most stressful event in in, in our lives. And so um, through so, through some of that feedback and kind of hearing through uh, our own team members' experiences, we said, "Wow, we can help dog parents with that move, right?" Um, so we'll research any any customer who moves across state lines. We'll research the most uh, the highly rated vets and dog parts and restaurant and bars and groomers. We'll also give them tips to help how the dog can acclimate to their new, um, you know, new home. Um, so yeah, uh, we, we also have another program called Bark Love where, uh, any, any, uh, dog parent that's affected by a natural disaster, will reach out to them proactively just to check up on them, see, see if they need anything, see if dogs in the area need, need some help. Oftentimes that's led to, um, a pretty, generous donation of, of, of food or product. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, as I mentioned earlier, we're doing our best to just accompany the dog parent and the pup through this journey of life. Right. And we know right. things don't go perfectly. Right. But, um, having, having someone that could, could really understand your bond with your dog and, and relate to these ups and downs that sometimes life, life presents it, 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 it comes in handy at times. And clearly empowering the team culturally and emotionally is awesome. Obviously, technically empowering the team is also really important. And, you know, you made the decision to move from, I, I won't say who, uh, you know, a, a legacy <laughs> ticketing tool uh, to something like Gladly. You know, maybe, Nari, a little bit of like, what was the thinking there? Why? What do you see in the value of that? How does the technology support that mission of creating that human connection? Sure. Like, uh, so when it comes to what we were looking for is to further the experiences that our happy ambassadors can bring to our customers. And to do that, like uh, you need to be thinking beyond just a case or a ticket, to your point. How are you thinking about the relationship with the customer, relationship with the dog? And so that was one of the things that we were looking for as we were looking to transition from a legacy uh, set of tools. And the idea was like uh, in one snapshot, whether the customer reaches out by email, SMS or chat, like how do you get a quick snapshot of what the customer is looking for? What have we interacted with the customer on? And how do we service that customer more quickly? And that's the kind of interactions that we would want. To my point earlier, AI or technology should help Hadnan's team do a more effective job and get to the root of what they're trying to help the customer with rather than spend time going across multiple different solutions, trying to figure out what the data is. That should not be what they spend their time on. And that was the intent behind moving to Gaia Gladly as well. Well, we're super obviously proud to be on the journey together. And it's um, it's always great when you have that strategic uh, uh, mind connection, mind meld in terms of how, how to think about stuff, right? It's um, I think that marrying strategy with technology is the key. And I think sometimes people get that a little bit backwards. It's like, oh, let's go get some technology and then let's go figure out our strategy. You guys have been very deliberate on the strategy and looking for technology and products and partners 
to figure out how to support that. And we're obviously super proud to be on that journey together. Um, the, the, the name of the podcast is Radically Personal. And one of the questions I ask everybody is, can you share something radically personal about yourselves that people might not know? And people have told some crazy stuff. We, we've had like the fact that someone was going to have their first child was announced on the show. People have talked about the first rock concert they went to. People have talked about like, you know, fights they got into in high school and how that <laughs> made them into who they are today. Uh, but maybe, uh, uh, Hernan, if you want to start, like, is it is just, what's something unique about you, your background experience that it sort of defines who you are today? Yeah. Um, that, that's, that's <laughs> I'm I knew I was going to get you. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I, I'm laughing at it cause it, you know, I think it, it takes me back to two, like real, you know, two key people, um, in my life. Uh, first and foremost, I'll say, you know, my, my mother, um, you know, I, I, my parents were like entrepreneurs and, and, um, you know, had different businesses. And I just remember kind of my summers as a kid being bummed out cause I couldn't be in the playground and, uh, you know, having to be there supporting, supporting my parents, but did understand the lesson at that time, but I understand it now really well as an adult. Um, and just seeing how my, my parents were, um, a stickler for customer service and being in a mm -hmm. gas station in a mechanic business, uh, and that, that's definitely, uh, and, and their, their guidance as parents, just having like really, uh, good manners, uh, mm -hmm. always stuck with me, um, to a point where I'd go to my, my friends homes and, and, uh, th their parents were like, oh man, this, you know, this, this kid is really, uh, he's really uptight, <laughs> but, um, you know, you mean uptight because you were so polite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah You're yeah, like, thank yeah. you. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's right. You know what? I think I actually think that, that there's yeah. a lot to be said for that. I mean, and, yeah. and it's, you know, and, you know, see, being around that, my, my parents were immigrants. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just remember those early stories with yeah. my, my parents, my grandparents who Absolutely. You know, literally come on, come to this country on a boat. Right. You know, it just instills core Same values here. in terms of, you know, made you who you are today, which is, which is an yeah. incredibly kind, empathetic person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and then I'd say the, the, the second thing is, uh, I lost my, my biological father really at a, a really early age. And it, I think it gave me, um, kind of an appreciation for making sure that you value everybody in your life. And so I'm, uh, I'm kind of known, um, in some circles to be, you know, uh, maybe overly affectionate and just, just voicing, just voicing how I feel about people. And, and, uh, I think, you know, life's too, too short for you not to express how you feel about someone. Um, and so I, and as I say, how I serve my team or how I serve our customers, right. You know, we, we each have a responsibility to make, make the world a, a little better each day. Right? right. I'm not saying, you know, you, you, you come up with, uh, the solution to world peace, but again, through, through action and, and example, there, there is a way for us to do that uh, collectively. So that's how I kind of live my life. Every journey starts with a small step. And by taking that small step every single day, you're making the world a better place. And so that's, uh, that. I think that's, that. that's so good. And Nari, what about you? Something oh, radically personal. Oh, <laughs> and by the way, I'm going to come back to both of you. You have to tell us about your dogs. <laughs> so, <laughs> and where are the dogs? I was hoping to hear them on the show, on the podcast. <laughs> so I was going to mention about like my first job, like a, uh, so I had visited a friend in Cambridge, Mass, and uh, happened to come across a small startup. I went and interviewed with them. Interview went well. Like, and then uh, a day later, like the recruiter reached out to me, like uh, said, have you heard back? Like she said, 
no like uh, i thought the interview went well like uh, then i called up and found out like uh, i spoke to the ceo he said oh we just came back from fundraise like uh, this was late 90s and uh, uh, unfortunately there are only six of us we don't know what to do with a international student i said is that the only reason you're not making me an offer he said yes i said like why don't i take that off your plate i'll figure out the immigration part of it myself is there an offer will be out to you in an hour's time offer came started there like we grew the company got investment from microsoft intel it was great like uh, and then uh, six months later when i went through found my own law firm did all the immigration everything they gave surprise me with a check like uh, taking the initiative like so like uh, saying that hey we'll just like give you a bonus for you to cover all the lawyer costs everything wow. which was very surprising and very thoughtful but what it actually shaped for me is like how do you identify people who are excited eager to be on board mm-hmm. how do you take a chance on folks mm-hmm. and how do you grow them to be successful that has stuck with me all throughout like uh, I, I i i love that i i think it's so important when you recruit people um it's it's i don't want to say it's easy it's easier to teach people a functional skill it's harder to teach them a cultural or relationship skill um there's this book that i talk about a lot called the southwest way it's about how southwest airlines recruits people to the airline and they talk about they recruit for two skills it's a technical competency like do you know how to fly the airplane like that's really important but you can teach someone to fly an airplane but this and the second thing they always look for is what they call the relationship or relationship um competency right which is what are those core cultural values that are important and i do think that finding people that have that same cultural value you can teach them the functional stuff right you can invest in that much more easily right you know finding someone that is excited and wants to get stuff done and takes initiative like those are core cultural values and already that i know you you have a ton of and i think finding those types of people that m- marry that is just i think key to scaling any organization whether it's the happy team or just the overall company and and uh i think those are those are two great lessons now last question your dogs tell us about your dogs both of you i don't have a dog Oh, sure. Nadia. <laughs> so you might need to edit this question like in some shape or form. Let me, so let me, let me ask it to like... Hernan. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. don't embarrass her. So, so last question, Hernan. Uh, when we were doing this prep, uh, you, you know, we were talking about your dog. Tell us about your dog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm a proud parent of a nine-year-old diva Siberian Husky named Chili. <laughs> um, you know, and... Uh, Oftentimes in a walk, she'll get a compliment, and I and I think I, I just think she knows that she's a beautiful dog because <laughs> you know it's it's a pretty I've never common heard of a diva dog. It's, I love it's, it. I, it's pretty common that someone would would pay her a compliment when I'm walking her, and uh, she has these beautiful uh, ice blue eyes, and um, you know resembles a lot, uh, you know, in many ways a, a wolf. So I think it, it definitely leaves an impression on people, but. Um, um, we adopted her before my my first human daughter was born, so she introduced us to again, kind of that grown up parenting and and waking up and uh, you know making sure that you're at home at a certain time. Uh, so uh, yeah, we're, we're we're very lucky to have her. But yeah, that's that's chilly. That's great. You know, huskies are this really unique dog. I mean, you yeah. named your dog Chili. They love to be in cold. Oh my goodness! Yeah, as I've, yeah. As I've learned, I, I think I mentioned to you earlier. We had taken a trip. <laughs> we went to Finland, and yeah. you know they they have um, you know dog sledding, and I was a little nervous about it. 
because <clears throat> I'm like, I'm like, okay, is this like really like the, the is this like a nice thing for the dogs and stuff? And they one, they love being outside. They had they, they there was hundreds of huskies at this place, and they have houses for them to sleep in at night. And it's like negative twenty, by the way. Yeah. It's really cold. And they sleep outside on the snow because they prefer it versus being in their houses. Like, and when it gets too warm, they actually don't like to run. It's like they just like to run when it's cold. It's just, it's, it's such, right. it's, and, and they are such beautiful, beautiful dogs. Yeah. Uh, amazing and, and, dogs. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you both. Uh, thank you both for spending some time sharing some stories and wisdom and anecdotes. Um, like I said, on behalf of everyone at Gladly, we're just super excited to be partners with you both and, and the whole team and uh, and um, just excited for, for what's to come in the future. So thank you both. Appreciate you, you. Uh, and, and your team, Joseph. Thanks, thanks so much for the opportunity. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. On behalf of everyone at Gladly, I want to thank you both for taking the time to sit down with me. And most importantly, I want to thank you for the partnership. We all love your mission, and it's super cool to see such amazing service centered not only around people, but also around their furry friends. I'm Joseph Ancinelli, CEO of Gladly. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or visit us at radicallypersonal.com. And don't forget to join our Gladly Connect community at connect.gladly.com to hear even more stories from CX leaders and change makers in the space. <laughs>